It's time for JT the Brick. This is about as good as it gets. <laughs> it is. There's some legends here. No now, doubt right? about it. I can't believe the Raiders had Cliff Branch and Fred Blinnikoff um, on the same team, but uh, <laughs> but they had they had such a dynamic team. JT the Brick. I just loved. It. I don't know. I just love the Raiders. I, I'm, I'm not sure why. Growing up in Kansas, I love John Madden and Mark Van Egan. Mark Van Egan. Mark Van Egan. Yeah. Um, guys like that. I just I don't know. I just love the Raiders for some reason. Jackpot, baby. And now here's JT the Brick. Welcome back, hour number two, final hour of the week as we head into the weekend here on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, brought to you by our great friends at Resorts World. Head on out to Resorts World, park for free, come on out into Doghouse Saloon, get a cigar and a cocktail at 8 Cigar Lounge. Go to all their restaurants there. Zook, the nightclub, which the Warriors partied at as they won their championship. If you haven't been to Resorts World, get comfortable with it. It's free parking. You come right off the elevators. It's in and out, and you'll have a great time. We thank Resorts World for being a proud partner of our show. And today's the last day for Frank at the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, who is a great friend of mine, been a longtime partner. They sold the dealership. He is riding off into the sunset. He's already been super successful, incredibly successful, and a great friend and a partner to this show. So we want to congratulate Frank, his entire team at the Henderson Hyundai Superstore for everything they've done for me, family, and my career. A great man, a good man, and I can't wait to see what's going to be the next chapter in his career. Tom Looney, my podcast partner, in a moment. Uh, It's a quiet day when it comes to football because football's off, other than Roger Goodell, who had to meet Congress a couple of days ago, and they berated him. They came after him really hard about the Washington Commanders, which every football fan, I think, understands what's been happening there. Also, the black eye to the NFL is Deshaun Watson. 20 of 24 cases in his civil lawsuits have settled. That means that he's settling for a reason. He always said he wanted to clear his name, and he always said he didn't do anything wrong. He's vehemently denied all these accusations, but he has to settle because if he doesn't, these court cases aren't going to happen until next year, and he's not going to be able to play. So what he did is he took the hit, and he's saying to himself, I, I didn't do this, but I have to settle. And there's four more cases left that I guess are a little bit tougher to settle than the other ones. And I think he's going to be suspended for a full season. And when he is suspended for a full season, that's really going to affect, that's going to have a big effect on the rest of the AFC North, where Cincinnati won the AFC last year coming out of that division. I don't think Cincinnati's a great team. They got a lot of breaks last year. They got a big break against the Raiders when the Raiders had first and goal at the nine-yard line and didn't throw it into the end zone on four plays. That was a big break. But Cincinnati made the best of their breaks, and they almost won the Super Bowl. They were, they were a play or two away from winning the Super Bowl, and the Rams did. Raiders have to play the Rams this year. I think that's clearly the toughest game on their schedule, without a doubt. Playing the world champs on the road is the toughest game for the Raiders. And the rest of the Raiders' difficult games are going to be both Kansas City at home and away, New England at home, Belichick versus McDaniels, the 49ers at Allegiant Stadium is going to be a big one, Arizona opening up Allegiant Stadium this year. That's not going to be a cakewalk. Raiders' schedule is pretty difficult, and we are excited that we're going to go on the road. We're going to go on the road uh, to see the Raiders play not only in Nashville but New Orleans, and the first trip is going to be Canton. And some people have been asking me, on text messages and social media, what to do. Just go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the Raiders have links at Raiders.com. And come on out and kick off your summer, the summer of Cliff, which we'll be talking about Cliff Branch the rest of the summer. Really excited about that. Really excited about what's going to happen there and what we're going to do 
as the summer eclipse begins right here. Also, other NFL news when we deal with the Denver Broncos, the cover story today, which I read, evaluating Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos after minicamp. A real positive article on now what Russell Wilson is bringing to this team. And what he's bringing to this team is the ability to have confidence that they can move the ball consistently with a future Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think it's going to be a massive problem for the Raiders. There's new ownership in Denver. They got big-time money. They got good players, but they also lost a couple of good players. So the quarterback is a superstar, a superstar. And there's some good players on that team, but I don't think they have a better roster than the Raiders. Their offensive line has been banged up. It is not an elite offensive line by any means. It's not elite. Uh, What they have, Jerry Judy, Randy Gregory, some of the other big star players that they have and what they're going to build around Russell Wilson, it's not alarming, but a cause for concern for the Raiders. I'm doing a deep dive into the Chargers this month as we'll go around the league in mini camps. Now the mini camps are over for training camps, and we'll have three to four Charger guests that I booked. reason I booked them in advance, a month in advance, because that's the first game of the year. And I want to make sure that we get the Chargers out of the way this summer. We really evaluate them because that game is going to be so important. Now, my podcast partner does not believe the Charger game is ever important. Tom Looney, uh, I, could I have given you a better segue on the flagship of the Raiders <laughs> to explain every, to, to, you can explain to everybody your history in evaluating the Chargers who are now in your backyard in Los Angeles? Oh, yeah, the curse. Of Marty Schottenheimer when they fired him at 14 and 2, and they've never been any good since. And in general, in sports, in baseball, you'll have the Angels, which is, a, which, is a, which is just a team that has probably the smallest fan base of any team in professional sports. In the NBA, you've got the Clippers. In the NFL, you've got the Chargers. Three rather vanilla teams that never go anywhere and you don't see their hats when you travel overseas (laughs) but you would agree you would agree that every once in a while a team finally finds their legs i just said before you came on the cincinnati Bengals were a two-win team then a four-win team and the next thing you know we see them in the super bowl isn't that what they've been selling us in los angeles on the chargers that eventually with justin herbert the poster boy and the rest of this team now with khalil mack along with joey bosa that eventually this team's going to put a great season together and win it all yeah every once in a while there's a sports illustrated writer who uh loves to uh, go out on a limb and pick the chargers to win the super bowl remember who is that guy dr z dr z Dr. Z. They pick the Miami Dolphins every three years just to go out on a limb. And there's those same Dolphin fans who, who just, who've been waiting for the Don Shula days to come back. And then Dan Marino was there for a while and they were adorable, but they never did anything. So, yeah, the Chargers have that Miami Dolphins kind of syndrome where people think this is the year, but it just never happens. Organizationally, it's just tough for them to do it. There's certain teams organizationally, the Browns, the Chargers, the Clippers, uh, that uh, they seem to be snake bitten. Hey, and one more thing I wanted to add. I heard no. you talking about Russell Wilson with the, with the Denver Broncos. If you yeah. think about this, the last year that Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, he was awful. And Russell Wilson is 10 times better in 2022 than Peyton Manning was his last year in Denver. That's a very good point. My podcast partner, we'll get to our latest podcast, Tom Looney joins us. One other thing about the Chargers, they play in a town called Inglewood. They don't play in Los Angeles, like downtown L.A., because that's where the Lakers play. The Lakers play there. They play in Inglewood. 
And I remember back in the day in Inglewood with the Forum, with the Lakers, and I've been to some concerts there, that a lot of the guys who sell the parking, hey, you can park on my lawn. You know those guys? Hey, hey, I can fit 11 cars on my lawn. They all have Raider T-shirts on and Raider flags. The Chargers play in an area surrounded by Los Angeles Raider fans. Well, what's interesting also when you go to that incredible stadium there in Inglewood, and I went last year, it was so great. I bought a brand-new bulletproof vest. I went to Inglewood. I had a great time. Uh, but one thing that the uh, greatest home crowd advantage the Rams had last year was when the Cardinals were in town because the Cardinals have no fans. So even when the Rams, the world champion Rams, play at, uh, at SoFi Stadium, the stadium's half full minimum with fans of the other team unless they're playing the Cardinals. And so with the Chargers, the stadium is three-quarters full of fans from the other teams, no matter who they're playing. So it's that, that, that base in Los Angeles for both teams is still, uh, is, is still working on bringing in more fans. Tom Looney joins us, KBC in Los Angeles. What are the odds that Kyrie Irving gets traded to the Lakers and you could move one of those immovable contracts? I don't think you can move Russell Westbrook's contract. You've broken down those numbers extensively. But Anthony Davis is a nice piece. That's the term they use. Anthony Davis is a great piece for a team. He forced his way out of New Orleans, got to Los Angeles. He never seems to be healthy. What is the vibe on the ground in Los Angeles about the future of Anthony Davis playing at Crypto.com? Oh, first look up in the sky in Los Angeles. We have a jetpack man flying around waving at planes. First of all, when you say, what's the, what's the word on the ground? That's the word in the air. When you mentioned about KABC Los Angeles, I'm a news anchor man. I'll be working tonight. I've got abortion, gun control, and a guy flying around in the air in a jetpack waving at pilots. How easy is my job tonight? But I digress. <laughs> the word on the ground is, of course, you know how I feel as well when it comes to the Lakers. I want to keep all of them. The you know the Laker dream team for me actually came to fruition. I wanted LeBron and all the, and Anthony Davis. Carmelo. Remember, yes, and remember I used to say that you would just transition onto the next subject, thinking I was being flippant. And I finally got that team in a world championship. Hey, LeBron, Kyrie, they won a championship. I want the flat earther. I made fun of them for the last several years about vaccines and flat earth, and now I want them. They'll, they'll be better with them than without them. Tom Looney joins us. So we did a podcast, and I was really proud of it. It's up now where you get your podcast, JT and Looney. We called it our Travel and Leisure Podcast. You went on vacation to Mexico for the 700th time. I went to Amsterdam. I went to Amsterdam for the first time in Liverpool, or as they say over there, Liverpool. And I went there, home of the Beatles. Let's start with you. You got a lot of viral hits on the fact that you drank water in Mexico from your bathroom inside the hotel. I heard an old wives' tale. If you drink water in Mexico from the hotel, you could die. Oh, I know. It's like, you know, this isn't your grandfather's Oldsmobile. This isn't your grandfather's Mexico. Then one of the number one ways they get money in Mexico is tourism. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. No matter where you go in Mexico, it's unbelievable. So, uh, and one of the safest, but that's not the reputation either because of the people hanging from bridges. <laughs> but, but, that's, but I'm not involved in drug cartel, and if you aren't either, you'll have a great time. And, yes, that's an old wives' tale, so I wanted to make sure that, uh, that, that I did my PR. So, as you know, I drink a gallon of water a day. It's, it's, God, it's, God, it's, it's ponderous. But, and I have my own, to save money, because water is a half a penny a gallon, I fill up my own water here at home, and I did it there with a viral video there in my 
in my hotel in Mexico. It's very competitive, the hotels, the villas along the ocean in Mexico. They want people coming back. People aren't going to come back if they have to get Pepto-Bismol. So uh, I wanted to beat back that old wild shell. Another thing that was wonderful, you know, when I went, uh, when Obama was president, I got seven to one pesos. When Trump was president, I got three to one. This time I got 20 to one. The American dollar is so strong. Thank you, President Biden. And gas was 220 pesos. And then, thank you, President Lopez Obrador. <laughs> That's dollar 20. Uh, wow. for, a, for a gallon of gas in Mexico. So I was having a good time and saving money. Well, you know, often my wife says I don't pay attention to her when she's talking. Like She's like, snap out of it, snap out of it. That's what <laughs> she says to me. But I'm still stuck in Amsterdam. As I told you, Amsterdam was made for me. I'm JT on the radio, a loud, brash guy, but I'm a quiet man named John when I'm at home, and I found the perfect spot for me in Amsterdam where I sat out on canals, I looked at bicycles and tulips and flowers, and just enjoyed the pace of that side of the world where everyone isn't angry at each other. Everybody is angry at each other when I turn on the world news every night. In Amsterdam, it was peaceful, kind. No one stared you down. No one was me-mugging you. Everybody was just happy. It was like the happiest place on earth for me. It, it was unbelievable. When I was there as well, one thing we did is we sat on this really busy corner. As you know, most people are on bikes or walking. Cars are third-class citizens. The people in cars aren't beeping at you and flipping you the bird or getting impatient. We sat on a corner, drank a cappuccino, and, you know, we called it watching the patients because we didn't live in a patient culture. And it was this corner where... You know, the buses, it was a kind of a, a confusing corner, so tourists are stepping in front of cars and stepping in front of bikes, and, and but no one was beeping their cars, no one was slipping their fingers, and no one was getting upset. We called it watching the patients. We need a, a dose of that here. Last one, the Dodgers, as you're in L.A. and you live really close to Dodger Stadium. You can walk there, but you ride a bike. All of a sudden, the powerful Yankees, my team in New York, is the team in Metropolis that no one seems to be able to beat. And I look at the standings, and the Padres and the Dodgers are right there. What do you think about the Dodgers going forward? They can buy anyone they want. Explain to our audience how they can just sell a painting and find the next Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah, the Guggenheim Foundation, named after that richest guy who died on the Titanic, so you would think it would be a bad team. No, it's a great team, a wealthy family. They have art that they own all around the world, and every once in a while, when they need an MVP, when a guy goes down and you want to you, you want to grab a Trey Turner, you just sell another Van Gogh, a Monet, a, a, a Minois, <laughs> <laughs> and then they go get the guy. It's great. Awesome. Uh, you have a good weekend. Did you get your workout in today? Yes, I did. Matter of fact, I had to ask Bobby to leave me on hold a couple extra minutes before I started because you said, how about five after? And I said, sure, but I was a mile and a half from home. So I had to run home in the 85 degree weather and it's just snubbing my nose at a sunstroke and got home just in time. But I needed a breather before I came on the air. I'll talk to you next week when the next podcast is up. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Tom Looney, my podcast partner, 14 years, my partner on the radio. And we mix in Looney for a little summertime radio, as we like to say there. And L.A. with the Lakers is it's just a topic that never slows down. L.A. Sports Radio, and some of my friends are hosts there, George Sedano, Scott Kaplan. Every day they show up to work, and they just do Lakers. And a little Dodgers, they mix that in. But the Lakers are so big because they're so toxic now. They have the most famous player in the world, maybe in any sport, LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis, 
who's a great player when healthy. Russell Westbrook, one of my favorite players, just the fact that he forgot how to shoot. He can't shoot anymore. He's an unbelievable player, but they can't get out of his contract. And everybody's chasing the Golden State Warriors now. And we, we kicked off the week, and I'll get to that coming up next with the Warriors. The three biggest stories this week were the Warriors, their parade on Monday. Then you had Roger Goodell testifying in front of Congress virtually. And then Deshaun Watson settling 20 of 24 cases. That's a big week in sports radio. And those are three topics that can go the distance. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time there. Chandler Jones, my buddy, is a producer in Los Angeles. Chandler Jones is in the building on the Fox lot today. So he's getting out on a tour. We mentioned Ndamukong and Sue on the other coast in Bristol. Ndamukong and Sue went uh, back to Connecticut and he went on a campaign, I think, to get hired by the Raiders. So there's no breaking news on Ndamukong and Sue yet. But more and more Raider fans are trying to figure out, hey, it's not our money. It's their money. Go get them and let's see what happens. The more and more I think about it, you got to get Ndamukong and Sue at a cheap price. But if you get him at a cheap price, he's going to be pissed off. That's the way I see it. You can't lowball Indomitian Sue, am I right? You can't go to Indomitian Sue who makes $8 bucks and go, we'll give you four with incentives. No, he'll go play for the Jaguars or the Lions again. He's a mercenary who cares about money. Very sharp businessman, really sharp. Guy hangs out with Warren Buffett, so he cares about money. But it's one of the things I've always preached to you about why Mark Davis moved the, moved the Raiders here. One of the reasons why is because of no state taxes. So when it comes down to the difference in three hundred or 400000 in taxes, a cheaper home if you're going to buy a home, and the opportunity to live in Las Vegas compared to a couple other cities, I think it makes a lot of sense. So when Dominic and Sue talked about the low tax rate here and the possibilities potentially of coming here, and we don't have any update from Dave Ziegler or Josh McDaniels on that topic because they're out of pocket right now. Uh, they're taking care of their families, and they're getting ready for the start of the season right around the corner, and it's going to be a hell of a season throughout the Raider Nation. Uh, we talked about training camps opening up, and the Raiders will go first. Uh, the Raiders will be opening up quicker than anyone. I think the quickest in Raider history, someone told me that. I have to double-check on that because they're starting six days earlier because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game. And yesterday, Arch Manning, the grandson of Archie Manning, the son of Cooper Manning, so that would be his uncles or Eli and Peyton. What do you think that trophy room looks like? Arch Manning going to the University of Texas. No idea how much he's getting paid. I never thought I'd live in a time where you could say that now and be honest about it. How much did the college football player get paid to come to the team with name, image, and likeness? One million? Two million? I can guarantee you when we find out the number, Arch Manning will be the highest paid college quarterback to ever live. Coming in as a freshman because there's no way on God's green earth he leaves New Orleans doesn't go to Alabama, doesn't go somewhere like Georgia, and goes to Texas unless he got paid. Legally paid in NIL. And as I threw it out earlier this week, how do we find money for Marcus Arroyo and UNLV football who play in Allegiant Stadium to get better players here? I'm not looking for Coach Arroyo to get Arch Manning, but I'm looking for him to get great players from Southern California, great players from the Pacific Northwest where he coached, but you've got to have the support of the community here. In Las Vegas, there's got to be more money, and the casinos can't do it. So there's got to be more boosters and people that help out and can help out with this whole NIL, or UNLV football is going to be in the same boat they're in every year, trying to get players, and the best players aren't coming to UNLV. They're going to USC. They're going to Washington. They're going to go to UCLA. 
they're not going to come to Vegas. So we got to work harder as a community to help Coach Arroyo out. So NIL, and there's more opportunities. The Fatita Sports Complex is incredible. Think of this. UNLV football trains at the Fatita Complex and plays at Allegiant Stadium. Who has it better than that? Who? Especially on the left coast. I don't know. It's an incredible opportunity here. More on Deshaun Watson and Roger Goodell on the other side. And I got the tweet up. Right now you can come into my backyard, meet up Vegas. I just did a viral video. My son did. could show you all that meat that was delivered to my house today. It, unbelievable. Go check, take a look at the tweet at JT the Brick. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Paolo Bancaro from Duke University. Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio on Friday. JT here, brought to you by Grimaldi's. Best pizza I ever had. All the locations here in the Valley. Boca Park is where you'll find me with Vince and the team out there. We'll be there this weekend outside on the patio, the Brooklyn Bridge pizza, the salads, Caesar salad's amazing. They have a wine list, cerveza, whatever you want, calzones and desserts. Meet me at Grimaldi's if you're looking for great pizza. You know that already, but try it again as we head into our summertime schedule. Monday, we kick off our Cliff Branch coverage, the Summer of Cliff. All Cliff Branch every day with sound, rejoins, interviews with his former teammates, and great moments in Cliff Branch history. One thing I want to revisit today, wow, what happened in the NBA draft last night. I mentioned it quickly in the first hour. Let me tell you what happened again yesterday if you didn't catch the show. Bill Krakenberger, Crack wins. Bill Krakenberger came on the show yesterday. If you had a chance to listen, he was driving from Hoover Dam to the border of Arizona to place his bets for the NBA draft. He had a tip that Paolo Banchero was going to go number one in the draft when most of the odds said he was going to go number three. So he's a gambler. He gets great information. And he came on our show exclusively yesterday. And I couldn't believe what he was saying because he was driving to the border because he placed a bet at Westgate. And I put that bet out there on Twitter. Let me grab the ticket again because I always talk about gamblers who don't put their tickets out there. Any gambler who tells you they want to bet They're full of crap if they have Twitter or social media and they can't put the ticket and screenshot the ticket and put it out there and tell everybody what they did. If you can't do that, then don't tell me you're a gambler. And Crack did that yesterday. So he went out, and here's the ticket. I tweeted it out about 17, 18 hours ago. Paolo Banchero plus 1,600. He bet $1,200 and won $19,200. The total price of the ticket was $20,400. But that's not the point. He made that bet in Vegas at the Westgate who took his business. But the fact that DraftKings doesn't have a live sports bet, DraftKings can't do business yet in Nevada, he drove all the way to the border in Arizona and placed a bet there. A big bet. I'm talking a really big bet. They took his bet and he won. So going into the draft last night, Apollo Banchero was most likely going to go number three to Houston. Everybody thought that Chet Holmgren would go number two 
to Oklahoma City. And then what would happen after that? What would be the next pick? Jabari Smith, who I thought would go number one, went number three to the Houston Rockets. He's a great player. I thought he was going to go number one. So Crack knew he had this information. He raced to the border. He sent me a video of him on a paved road that came to an end and became a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, like a mafia movie or something you'd see in an old Western or something you'd see in Yellowstone if you've been watching that show. So the fact that this guy called into us exclusively, shared that story yesterday. So last night I'm watching the NBA draft with my sons. My sons love the draft. They absolutely love it. It's their favorite thing to watch. At their age, they love the NBA. They know all the teams. They, they love these players, and they watch them in college. So anyway, we're sitting outside watching this, and boom. Banchero goes number one. I instantly grab my phone, and I text Bill Krakenberger. He gets right back to me. And then I called him, and we had this great conversation last night. Let me tell you, nothing made me feel better for this radio show and audience, my friend Bill Krakenberger, that he gave us that information exclusively. I don't know if anybody picked up on it. Someone should write a story on it. I don't know if anybody picked up on it and placed a bet and took his knowledge, but that's how you win money gambling. He, he had an educated guess. He had good information, and he went against Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, from ESPN. Because Woj put out earlier in the day, and I tweeted that, that his sources, quote-unquote, had Jabari Smith going number one and Banchero going number three. So now let me get to Adrian Wojnarowski. I don't like to pick fights in radio with media guys because you know media guys like Woj, he's probably making millions of dollars a year as the NBA's lead analyst for ESPN. This guy had the balls yesterday to tip every pick. What he did was he knew the pick because he works on the broadcast, and he has great sources. So he was tipping the pick and putting it out on Twitter a minute or 30 seconds before the pick. We all picked up on it, and I just went right at him. I'm like, this has got to stop. You know, Jay Glazer, a few years ago for the NFL, had picks too, and he toned it down a bit because people tune into the draft and they want to be surprised. You're in shock. Your team's picking number 11, 12. All of a sudden, you look up. And you go, who's left? I want to know what we're going to do. You're on the edge of your seat. Well, you didn't have to show the draft yesterday on television. All they needed to do was just have Woj's Twitter feed up on the screen, and they didn't even have to have a broadcast. They spent millions of dollars with cameramen and women, directors, producers, talent that was there, the parents, everybody, and everybody knew the pick 30 seconds before it was selected by the commissioner because Agent Wojnarowski was tweeting it 30 seconds in advance. So, to my point, Woj got the biggest pick wrong, which was number one, but then when he found out it was going number one, he put the tweet out there like he knew what he was talking about. He didn't know what he was talking about. Bill Krakenberger did. So, Crack got it right yesterday. I wanted to share that again. Uh, Bobby took a piece of our interview yesterday. I want you to hear again. When Crack was, I think, at the Hoover Dam, uh, coming back from the dirt road, and made this magical selection and told us about it on the flagship of the Raiders. Well, to give you a perfect example, uh, Banchero was a long shot, 16-18 to 1, 12 to 1. And uh, I've seen a couple NBA mock drafts, uh, and the mocks had him going much higher than, uh, it literally said that he could go first, second, or third, of course we know, but it was up in the air because even Houston wanted him, so Houston could trade up the, for the number one, because they actually seem like they wanted him, even though they had the third pick. So there's a couple wild cards in there. He just shouldn't have been a double-digit favorite. 
uh, if he's going to, if there's rumors about him being number one. Now, of course, uh, Wojo came out this morning with uh, his inside information that he believes that Orlando is going to pick. Um, I, I'm at a loss for words now. The number one pick, and he's the most popular pick. But so, so they thought he was going to pick. Uh, he he kind of knows the inside information on a lot of things, but I'm still willing to say he's wrong on this one. So wow, and the NBA draft. You asked you asked to say what, why I bet the NBA draft. Well, NBA sides. If you're going to bet an NBA game, every single media outlet uh, covers uh, NBA, and, and the bookmaker can get a get, get get the right line on something like that. Where there's just if you pay attention to social media, maybe some of the mock drafts and. Um, you know, try to get a little bit of, of insider information by, by reading the, uh, the, the literally came from a Twitter account that I seen that Orlando was looking at uh, Banchero. You know, Orlando was looking at Banchero. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was trying to get the other guy. It's amazing. Jabari right? Smith. I, I, Jabari I, Smith. I know Jabari's name. Yeah, so Jabari, Jabari Smith. Right now, Jabari Smith's odds at at DraftKings now is he is the favorite minus mm-hmm. four to one. Uh, Banchero's plus two two twenty five. Holgram plus sixteen to one. Now, when I woke, when I went to bed last night, my guy Banchero was minus two to one, minus one ninety, and I woke up this morning to him being plus ten to one again. Amazingly, he was plus ten to one again. And even though Wojo came out with that information, he's usually right. I don't know. I think I got some solid information. So I'm hoping I put my money where my mouth is. That's for sure. Before I open my mouth and give it to people, I've given it to about three hundred people. All my crack wins guys, I gave it at twelve to one when it was available for three hours after I gave it out. Still. And I'm hoping we're right. You know, listen, I've lost bets before of this size that I've made. I mean, I bet a lot of money on this. So I've lost these kind of bets before, uh, and I won these kind of bets. I just, I think it's a lot of value, though. You can only, you can only take two to one now. And, uh, you know, I took 12 to one or even nine to one. If there's even a hedge there, if you want to bet Smith minus four to one, you can hedge there. I'm not hedging, though. I don't, yeah. I don't bet the hedge. How cool was that? So there it was. We backed it up. So for all these gambling shows in town, and these gambling podcasts with people you've never heard before. A young gal, a young kid who's 22, and the young kid who's 25 who says, man, I'm going all in on this game tonight. You're full of crap. You're going all in on the game. If you're betting 5 to 10 bucks on a game and you're on the radio telling everybody what you're doing, you're full of it. Post your ticket. Tell everybody how much you won. Tell everybody how much you lost. That's called transparency. And then you find someone like Bill Krakenberger or Mike North, who was on yesterday, or whoever your favorite gambler is, and then you look back on their timeline and you can see their wins and losses. And even if your favorite sports gambler is wrong 50% of the time, as long as they're posting the picks, you like the guy or gal, you're comfortable with their selection, bet all you want. But this town, Las Vegas, And the industry of sports radio has been taken over by a bunch of people on Twitter and social media who think they're gaming experts. They're not. Our building where I'm at today has a legend named Dave Koken, who no longer does a radio show for us here, but he's all over the radio. Everybody knows Dave Koken. He's a professional sports gambler. Take his information. And when Dave's right, he lets you know. And when he's wrong, he puts it right up on Twitter. Congratulations to Bill Krakenberger yesterday from making a fortune, betting the NBA draft, betting on what kid would go to what city, and he got Paolo Banchero right. I would have had him at number three or number two. Crack had him at number one. Now he goes to play for the Orlando Magic, 
and Bill Krakenberger will come on this show throughout football season and hopefully help you win some money. I thought it was a great story. I wanted to share it again if you didn't catch the story yesterday and see who will be the next transparent sports gambler who tells you exactly who you should bet on. JT, we continue here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Great that we were able to have a great conversation. And last night I went and saw a great show, Reckless at Sahara. Please go see it. Michael Shapiro and his band was fantastic. Blew me away as they took the songs of Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. and put it into rock and roll and put on an ass-kicking show inside the main lounge at Sahara. I highly recommend if you want to take anyone to a show that has Vegas in it and it makes you feel like it's contemporary in a great theater, go see Reckless. Had a lot of, a lot of fun last night with my wife. 702-365-9200. More on the flagship of the Silver and Black. If the NFL is unwilling or unable to hold Mr. Snyder accountable, then I am prepared to do so. That is why I am announcing now my intent to issue a subpoena for the testimony of Mr. Snyder for a deposition next week. JT coming back on Friday here as we continue on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Should be a great weekend of weather. Pool season's open. And remember, you can go see Killer Queen with our proud partner, M Resort Spa and Casino, Killer Queen, Saturday at M. Should be an unbelievable show. I'll get over there at some point. Got a bunch going on this weekend, but we want to make sure we tell you, if you love Freddie Mercury, you love the music of Queen, this show will blow you away at M Resort Spa and Casino. So I look back in my notes of what we talked about this week, because, again, this was a quiet week within the Raider Nation. Coaches are gone. Players are gone couple of them are back but this is the actual vacation that the nfl takes so coaches take their wives and kids and partners all over to national parks to disneyland to europe whatever this is the get out of town leave because when you come back you're going to be working you're not going to have a vacation other than the bye week as bill belichick would say no days off so it's vacation time for your proud football team the las vegas raiders There's a few people back, but most of the people are out of Dodge doing their own thing because they're coming back as camp opens up. We mentioned with the training camps opening that the Raiders open before anyone. So as that came out, the Raiders are the first team in the NFL to open up camp six days before any other team because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game. Quick reminder on the Hall of Fame game. We will be there, I think, from Wednesday to Sunday, the week of the first game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Canton as Cliff Branch is going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mark Davis is going huge. Not big, he's going huge. And it will be a sea of silver and black because this is the big one. Now we're hoping for Lester Hayes down the road, the great Jim Plunkett, which gives me an opportunity to plug Modelo, the fighting spirit of Jim Plunkett. We got to get Jim into the Hall of Fame. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, first pick in the draft. And you can't tell the story of the NFL without Jim Plunkett. You can't tell it. The NFL needs Jim Plunkett in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So there's other players, Greg Townsend, Steve Wisniewski. I know if I'm forgetting someone, I apologize. Todd Christensen, who passed on. There are still several Raiders who can get in the Hall of Fame, but most likely the next big two 
are Lester and Jim. So I'm hoping they're both going to be there for Cliff Branch because they played for Cliff Branch. So I'm really excited about what's going to happen there. Monday was the Warriors parade, which was fantastic. It was in San Francisco, not in the East Bay. We had a couple of our callers and friends who went to it said it was magical. I talked to Damon Bruce, the sports talk host out there, who's actually on a float. And he said it was so surreal to be on a float with the radio station going by 300,000 people. And Warrior fans got their fourth championship in eight years. So they are a dynasty. They deserve to be a dynasty, and they're one hell of a team. So that was on Monday. Deshaun Watson also settling was a huge story. So by the fact that he settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits, that was probably the biggest story in sports this week because that gave us an open debate here on this show and my other show about what the suspension should be. And as I said, I think the suspension will be a full year. I'm guessing, but I think anything short of a full year is going to get a lot of football fans upset. A year to me would be fair for Deshaun Watson. I would be shocked if it was anything less than 12 games. And if you're going to give him 12, why not give him a year? And then the other big story, as we've been talking about it, there were two. The NBA draft, we mentioned that. Paolo Banchero going number one. That was really good television last night. A lot of it was fun. My Knicks blew it again as the Knicks decided that they didn't want to draft anybody in the Knicks. Just threw it away. The Knicks just threw it away. I want you to hear from my friend, Stephen A. Smith. I, Stephen A. and I worked together at Fox Sports Radio when really no one knew who Stephen A. Smith was. He was just a journalist from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Then he got on radio. This is what Stephen A. Smith had to say about the Knicks and the absolute disaster, which was last night. Here he is. Dallas Mavericks are playing during the playoffs. I believe it was against the Phoenix Suns at the time. Mm-hmm. Who's sitting in the audience? Julius Randle with Allen Houston and World Wide West. This ain't Kentucky! <coughs> this ain't mm. college recruiting! Mm. What the hell are you doing? They go there and they show up to the game like they recruit Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, I hope you're watching this. Man, I love the improvement that you showed. You're a hell of a player. And I want that kid to get his money. Please don't get me wrong. This is no shade on, on Jalen Brunson. In my in the initial part of my career, I covered Temple for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Kendrick Perkins, I covered Rick Brunson. I love Rick Brunson. Even though Rick Brunson was coaching high school in Camden, New Jersey, the bottom line is he's got a history as an assistant coach. I got no problems with him being the assistant coach. But you could have been hired him. So you hire him this past June when you know you're going to be recruiting Jalen Brunson. And then on top of it all, you creating this cap space and all of this stuff to get Jalen Brunson. Is he KD? Is he Kawhi Leonard? I mean, Jalen Brunson's a damn good player. I'll be happy to have him. But all of this stuff you're going to because you're selling New York on Jalen Brunson. That's what you're doing. This is what we are with the New York Knicks. I'm going to close by saying this. Worldwide West and I go back over a quarter century. Mm. I love him dearly. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got the job there. We understand that Leon Rose is the boss. Leon Rose, you know, does what he does. He talks when he wants to talk, which is very, very rare. And he hides often, okay, as he showed evidence last year, getting, getting, doing an interview with the press in September, then not being found for the whole damn season, and then getting interviewed by the James Dolan controlled network, which is just pathetic and weak. The New York Knicks are a disaster. I'm not happy at all. 
I'm not going to say another word about them for this show, but this. I'm not going to call for a boycott. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> but I will tell protest? you this. I will tell you this. I'm not going to call for a protest. I'm telling you right here, right now, I'm not going to the Garden next year. I won't go one game there. I won't go one game. I'm so disgusted with them. They're not doing this to me anymore. I'm sick and tired of this nonsense. I'm not going to the garden next year. I'm not discouraging, I'm not discouraging anybody else. Two wrongs don't make a right, the, them, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. This is for my own health. The great Stephen A. Smith. That's good television uh, this morning on First Take, if you didn't get a chance to see it. Incredible there. And then the story about Roger Goodell and the fact that Roger Goodell testified in front of Congress. He wasn't live at the Rayburn Building on Capitol Hill. He did it via Zoom, and he got peppered and hammered by congressmen and congresswomen asking him about the toxic environment of Daniel Snyder's Washington commanders and why the NFL didn't make that investigation transparent, a topic that we're using today. And what they didn't do was they didn't have a written report. They had an oral report. They fined Daniel Snyder $10 million, which is a lot of money. I don't have $10 million sitting around, do you? And they banned him from the team for a year, but they let his wife run the team. And last I looked, he goes to bed every night with his wife and goes on the yacht with her, so he's running the team. So I believe, as I told you all, all week long, that Daniel Snyder will be removed as owner of the Washington Commanders. I think that Roger Goodell, after the embarrassment of having to testify in front of Congress, is going to go back to the owners at the next owners meeting or the next one after that and say it's time to go. And that had a direct effect on the Raiders because of John Gruden's email, all a part of the leaking of the email and the fact that Gruden was singled out. So, man, that's a big week this week. We're also excited about the fact that NBA Summer League's coming up. We'll be broadcasting a few shows from the Thomas and Max and Cox Pavilion as these players who were drafted last night will come out and they'll, uh, they'll have a great time in Vegas. I mean, if you're a rookie and you're coming to Vegas and you're staying at the Wynn or Encore or one of the great resorts properties and you're playing basketball every day as a new member of the NBA, tickets available. You can get them at the Thomas and Mac. You can go online at UNLV. You can find the link to it. We have it here at Lotus Broadcasting on our website. So please get some tickets there. And then finally, Kyrie Irving was a big story. He has a wish list of teams if he can't get a deal with Brooklyn. It's amazing that this league is bending over backwards for Kyrie Irving, who couldn't play at all last year, any home games because he wasn't vaccinated for COVID. And then finally, my Yankees. I want to play this judge walk-off which was incredible last night, watching the Yankees going back and forth as the Yankees are off to the greatest start in Yankee history, comparing it to the 1927 Yankee team, arguably the best of all time, the Babe Ruth era, all the way through Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Reggie Jackson. Here's Judge last night winning it in the Bronx. And the 3-0. Line hard, deep to left field. Base hit. Trevino rounds third. He's coming home. Trevino scores ball game over Yankees win the Yankees win oh that's so good uh Yankees radio on the call there so that's just a couple of topics of what we talked about this week I think next week Baker Mayfield's going to be in the news as teams get closer thinking about what quarterback they could get Russell Wilson we have a interview next week with a Denver Bronco insider but it's all going to be about Cliff Branch and what we do with that. And how about this story that just broke as I'm talking to you? Tony Saragusa died this week. Want to get that in. Respects to Goose, who passed away at the age of 55. But Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill said on the newest episode of his podcast, everybody has a bleeping podcast, 
that he received death threats on social media after he said he thought Tua was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Quote, on every social media account I own, I got death threats on it. He said that in the second episode of It Needed to Be Said, which was released earlier this week on Tuesday. Hill was traded from Kansas City to the Dolphins this offseason, said on the first episode of the podcast that Mahomes had the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. He also said that Mahomes might struggle without him, which is obvious because he believed he was a big part of that, and he was. Tyreek Hill will go down in history as one of the greatest Raider opponents of all time. I saw that guy do so much damage to the Raiders on the field. I'm thrilled that he's in Miami now. More of the show on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. Everybody have a great weekend. And if you get a chance this weekend, head on out to Resorts World. The newest resorts property, the big one, the most expensive, and the easiest to get to. Free parking. You come off the elevator. You ride a doghouse saloon. You don't have to pay to park. And even if you don't gamble, the restaurants, eight cigar lounge, just to walk around Resorts World, it pumps you up. It makes you feel great because there's no casino like it in the world. JT, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM.